All right. So we've had this great, um, this last week, kids camp. And the theme that the kids would say, so we'd say things like, um, you know, we'd say, so this is Ramsey. Uh, he's one of the characters we learned on Monday. And uh, so we would say, Jesus gives us power to do hard things. And the kids would all reply back, trust Jesus. And so let me just, you guys, it's really easy. Let me just try this. I'll say Jesus gives us power to do hard things, or Jesus' power helps us do hard things, and you just reply back, trust Jesus. Okay, you ready? Jesus' power helps us do hard things. Right. Very, you guys did a good job. The kids are a bit more enthusiastic, but well, that's okay. Um, by the end of the week, they're just yelling at the, at the top of their lungs. Um, and I started thinking some about this. You know, this seems like a great notion. This first day, I was thinking, you know, what, what, how do I bring this together for us on Sunday? And there's lots of, you can see there's posters, there's lots of different sayings that we work through about how Jesus helps us in life. And this first one, I thought, you know, this, this one makes sense. I wanted to expand on it because there are a lot of hard things that need doing right now with the virus and all the challenges that has made. Um, but to be, honest, to be honest, this this saying also raised some questions for me. For, exa- or for instance, how exactly does Jesus help us do hard things? When you think about it, it's a good question. No doubt some of you are already starting to wonder that right now. How does Jesus help us do hard things? Or said differently, how does Jesus matter in our life, especially when things are hard? This is why I'm grateful for Jesus and everything that he's done. And so let me show you. <clears throat> As a way uh, to keep God's truth in us, we memorize verses. And Judy talked about the kids lining up to memorize them. But Christians have been memorizing scripture for over 2,000 years. On Monday, uh, the kids memorized uh, Philippians 4.13. It says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, what does this passage really mean? You know, does Jesus give us, you know, superpowers to make everything turn out all right in our lives um, if we can just do it through him? It made me think some about what is, what is Paul who said this? What is he saying here? And I was thinking about how what he's not saying, some examples of what he's not saying. The first one was I was thinking about the cartoon Popeye. Uh, when I was a kid, I loved Popeye. I remember watching it all the time. Um, and for those of you who don't remember or who haven't seen Popeye, some of you younger ones maybe haven't seen it, uh, Popeye was a sailor who uh, would get into big trouble some way, somehow. He would get into a predicament where it seemed like all was lost, like he had lost the fight or he'd been beat up or everything was broken, everything is getting ready to collapse. And then he'd grab a can of spinach, he'd squirt it up into the air into his pipe, and then suck it in, and then he'd have this amazing... But anyways, don't let me... Let me just show you what he does. All right? So check this out. Let me move so I'm not right in front of you. One for Popeye. But when does the host come? Hey, Danny, you have to eat it for dinner. Well, it's vitality. I'm like a guy that and also take that. Is that so? Well, just look here and I'll explain to you how spinach helps your Uncle Popeye in a picture of the animal chorus coil.
That's what finished it for me when that thing squawked. I remember watching these cartoons as a kid and asking, begging my mom, Mom, will you please bring home some canned spinach so that I can eat it? And I would crack into the canned spinach. I would eat two bites like I couldn't eat anymore. <laughs> Probably did that two or three times before she just started saying, I'm not bringing you any more canned spinach. The thing is, is that we can take this verse. I can do everything in him who strengthens me. We can take that and tend to view Jesus kind of like our spiritual spinach, so to speak. In North American soil, Philippians 4.13 tends to take on this religious machismo. Check out this iconic picture. This is uh, Tim Tebow, former NFL quarterback. Uh, this is back when he was playing college. He has our verse right here on his eye black. He would do that uh, to give credit to God in his, uh, in his playing days. This is Philippians 4.13. Um, now, I want to be really careful here uh, because I'm not trying to run down Tim Tebow. I actually think he genuinely really does try to follow Jesus. I think he is a genuine follower of Christians from what I've seen of his life. But, like many of us in our 20s, he has some pretty crazy ways of, of expressing his devotion. Uh, maybe a little bit of an over-emphasized over, um, sense of self-importance. Um, but it's hard to say if he's wanting to just give credit to God for his life, for his ability, or if he was trying to say that Jesus was sort of like his spiritual spinach that would help him score lots of touchdowns and throw really far passes. I wonder now, looking over his career, if he would say, um, what he would say now. You see, he was an amazing college athlete. He won the Heisman Trophy, which is like the best player in uh, college football. He won numerous awards. Like, he started playing college football. He won a national, I think he won two or three national championships. Um, so he started playing. He was a starter when he was a sophomore in college. So he's like a, like a 19-year-old kid winning all these national titles. Um, but when he got to the NFL, uh, he played for three years for four different teams and was never really the starter. He actually, basically, as a professional football player, he was a failure. Um, and he did, he tried announcing, he tried college, announcing college football games. Right now he's actually playing center field for a minor league baseball team. So still like a great athlete, but nowhere near what everything suggested his college career, his, all, of, all of his success, nowhere near what that was pointing to. I wonder if he would say that Jesus helped him way more in his failure, that gave him way more strength in his failure than he ever did in his college success. When I look at Philippians 4.13, in North American culture, we tend to shift the emphasis on this from a life dependent in him or through him to, you know, I can do all things. And when I need a little extra oomph to be a star, I can simply call on Jesus and get that spiritual spinach and save the day. Jesus becomes more of a self-help supplement rather than our Lord and Savior who deserves our devotion. That's not what this verse was ever meant to say. The real question is, how are we supposed to understand this? The cool thing is, this saying comes from the Bible. And the Bible is not just a big book of sayings, but rather a book of stories, poems, prophecies, and letters. This saying actually comes from an early pastor. His name is Paul. He wrote this letter to the church in Philippi, uh, which is in modern-day Greece, which is why we call it Philippians, because it was a letter written to the church in Philippi. All of this is important because it gives context, and context gives meaning. Verse 413 is part of a larger point that Paul is trying to make. He says this. 
He says, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him. Oh, sorry, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, Paul is talking about being content, satisfied, at peace with, whether he's wealthy or in poverty, whether it's good times or bad, whether it's pre-COVID or COVID pandemic, he's learned the secret. I think it is interesting because this is the secret to being content. The secret of being content is realizing that we can do everything in Jesus. That's the secret to being content. Not being a great football player or uh, having your spiritual spinach so you can fix any situation, but rather to be content, to be faithful. He has learned this secret, that life in Christ is the secret. This is what gives us strength. And life in Christ is this, simply it's devotion to Jesus. Learning to live more like him, following faithfully his way of doing things even when it's hard, basing our lives on Him and relying on Him to guide us. Now, in my own life, Jesus has given me strength through some of the hardest stuff in my life. In the last few years ago, for many of you, you remember uh, Tracy, my wife, was diagnosed with cancer. Um, she went through chemo and radiation, uh, numerous surgeries. Uh, for me, and she's, she's healthy now, for those of you who are visiting, she's amazing. Five years ago, she's like probably one of the fittest ladies I know. <clears throat> and uh, she's definitely stronger now <laughs> than she was then. Um, but for me, it, it was terrifying when she was going through that, that she might die. And that I would have to learn how to go on without her. And I realized, <clears throat> I relied on Jesus through that. Trust me, I didn't feel like Popeye in the cartoons. But rather, it was more like a strong and steady support. Jesus' perseverance over the long run. His presence helped me navigate. And I learned to live with my own fear. Because <clears throat> I still have fear. If I, if I think about it, some I still have fear that she might die. Car accident or cancer or whatever. But I learned to live with it because of Jesus. Because of the strength. So it's not so much that the fear is gone, but rather that I've made peace with it. Right now, I feel those same feelings, not to the same extent, but similar with everything that's going on these last few months. Not so much like, um, like Jesus is my spiritual spinach, but rather that my life in him, or staying close to him, is helping me navigate. I realize that with him, I can navigate a pandemic. I can figure out our way through it. I can lead my family through it. I can lead our church through it. It's not some macho superpower. It's a humbling realization that Jesus sustains me. That's the strength we're talking about. Now, I say this because all of you are going through hard things. Some of you have trouble with your health. Some of you are worried about the fallout of this virus. Some of you have trouble in your family. Some of you have trouble in your marriage. But here's the good news today. We can do everything in Jesus who gives us strength. Living a life devoted to him. We can be content in the middle of these problems. We can find our way. We can find faithful ways through a pandemic. We can endure cancer and come out stronger on the other side of it. 
We can reconcile marriages. We can do all these things. We can endure the hardest things. Not on our own strength. Not as though we would do it ourselves with a little bit of spiritual spinach now and again. But in Jesus. Doing our best to faithfully following Him. Faithfully, faithfully follow Him each day. To come to Him asking for help. Reading scriptures and praying. Living this life more full that Jesus talked about in the midst of the struggles and the trials. Now, some of you are wondering, how do I live this life? How do I live in Jesus? You know, for some of you, you've been following Jesus for decades. And it's the basics. We live this life in Jesus faithfully by spending time in prayer, by reading scripture, by watching Jesus and how he interacted with people, by moving closer to him, by serving others around us. Some of you, on the other hand, aren't sure yet. You still have questions about following Jesus. You haven't, made, uh, you haven't decided to, to trust your life in him or to begin following him, but you're curious. And, you know, for you, it begins with praying or just asking Jesus, Lord, I'd love for you to be or to help me, to give me this strength to be content in life. If you want some help with that, I would love to help you with that, to, um, to begin praying with you, to even show you how to pray. Or to talk with you about how you can uh, experience this life in Jesus or get to know him better. The thing is, this is the amazing news for us today. The truth is, Jesus' power does help us do hard things. That when we are in him, and that means when we are spending our lives getting closer and closer to him, devoted to him, we can do everything. Not meaning like we have spiritual spinach to make every hard situation easy, but rather that he helps us to endure, to be content. The secret of being satisfied, even when things are hard, when things are heartbreaking. This is the amazing news of who Jesus is, that he does give us power to do hard things. Amen.